Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm your host, Brian DeVore. The three ways you can ruin your retirement. Okay, there's your teaser right there. We don't want to ruin your retirement, but it's good to know what those three factors are and how you can avoid them. And the best way to find out how we can avoid them is to have someone here who can teach you all that stuff. And that's my friend, David Katz, with Katz Capital Management. David, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Fantastic. How Good. Are you? Good. Thank you. Good. So, David, you are a financial planner. Um, tell us about uh, how you got into that line of work. Well, it's an interesting story. I kind of got to step back to kind of explain it. But when I was a teenager, my grandmother had to be put into a nursing home because she had Alzheimer's. Back then, they just it was dementia, and, and I remember visiting her, and I would say, hi, Grandma, it's me, David, and she would be, oh, hi, mister, how are you? And I'd be like, Grandma, it's me, David, your grandson, and she'd be like, oh, you're a nice fellow to come and visit me. I had no idea who I was, and it was very emotional, and it brought me to tears. Well, let's fast forward a couple years. I relocate to San Diego, and I'm looking for a new line of work. And at that time, John Hancock Life Insurance had a program called the Fast Start Program. And what it was, it was exclusively designed to help people with buying long-term care policies. And a little voice said, oh my gosh, what a way to pay homage to my grandmother. What a way to pay it forward. So I uh, called them up. I had an interview. I applied, and I got, the, I got the job. And that was 1999. And um, so I began, doing, I began sharing long-term care. I began offering long-term care. And I just felt so good. I felt like I was really helping people. I felt like I was truly helping people with what could happen, not necessarily that day, that month, that year, but in the future. And I did that for about until 2003 when I was ready to open up my own shop. And in 2003, I created Cats Capital Management. And, uh, you know, 20 years later and a lot of gray hair, <laughs> I've, uh, I'm still going strong and... Um, the best is still to come. I'm, I'm, you know, ready to go. That's fantastic. Well, mm -hmm. I love how you, you know, did it to start off to pay homage to your grandmother, and so you're, you're sort of continuing that legacy of mm -hmm. care in, in the work you do. Um, and you know, we want to talk about the three factors, but before we go there, uh, we want to talk about seniors and income, and it's a big crisis right now. So talk about well, that. Well, yeah, I want to talk about income. So the, I'm a retirement specialist. So I work exclusively with people, eh, pre-retirees and retirees, let's say between 55 and 70, you know, are basically the people that I, uh, that I work with, that I help. And every year, MetLife, Metropolitan Life Insurance, does a survey, and they list the top three concerns of seniors in that category, basically 65 and older. And every year, number one is the same, income. They're a fear of outliving their income. So the income stops here, and yet they're still alive, and they have all these other years to live. And it is absolutely 
scary as can be. So scary that another company, Allianz Life, they did a survey and they found that for people 65 and older, they would rather die than outlive their money. Let me say that again. They would rather die than outlive their money. Now, I didn't believe that. I said, there's no way somebody would rather die than outlive their money. So I did my own little survey, and I called about 10 of my clients. And I said, let me ask you a crazy question. You know, if you were faced with a situation where you ran out of income, ran out of money, would you even consider dying? And to my amazement, to my surprise, they all said, oh, there's no way I would want to survive. There's no way. So that survey was true. All of them, and then when I told them about that survey, they all said, yeah, I, I agree with it. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah, I, I know I wouldn't want to, you know, be on the streets homeless. Yeah. So that's a fear. So it's a huge fear, and it's the number one fear of senior 65 and over uh, of outliving their income. Now, the good news is, is that there's uh, options out there. I kind of live in the uh, universe of conservative income options where we can have a fighting shot against inflation. So that's kind of the world I live in, the universe I live in of uh, income generating options so that they can have the peace of minds. They can't they don't have to worry about the what ifs. Right. You know, what if this happens? What if that happens? No, they have the peace of mind to know that their income will be guaranteed for the rest of their life, no matter how long they live. And that's and that goes back to really just pre-planning and planning with someone like you. Um, I don't know exactly. if you meant to do this, but when you mentioned inflation, that's the first factor that can wreck a retirement. Um, is inflation. So talk about that and its impact. Yeah. Uh, Inflation is what I call the silent killer. You can't really see it, smell it, taste it, or touch it, but it's there. Historically, over the last hundred years, inflation has averaged about three to four percent. Right now, it's around seven, eight percent. And, you know, just go to the supermarket and you can, you know, see what how much a box of cereal costs. But historically, it's been about 3 or 4%. Well, what effect does that have on a retirement? Well, a dollar today would only be worth between 25 to 35 cents 25 to 30 years from now. Put another way, you'll need two to three times the income on your last day of retirement than you needed on your first day of retirement. Interesting. So if you are not planning for that, that's how it can come back and bite you. Yeah. Now it makes a big difference. Like you said, the silent killer, people don't think about that. They see it day to day when they're at the grocery store or what have you, but they don't think about when they're on a fixed income and that income's not coming in and you have this pot of money, what's going to happen to it as inflation bites into it? That's you, could, you said it perfectly. They have a fixed pot of money, and they're not factoring in how inflation affects it. And then down the line, 8, 10, 12 years later, they're like, well, 
why is my dollar not buying me what it used to buy me 10 years ago? Right. Well, that's inflation. Right. That's inflation. Second factor, um, and it's something you have to deal with whether you're retired or not, is taxes. Oh, yes. So right now, taxes are, like I say, taxes are on sale. Taxes are very cheap. Now, people may not agree with that, but if you look historically, like 19, I think it was 1945, 1944, the highest tax bracket was 90%. 90% wow. was the high. Well, it was because of the war, World right. War II. Uh, and again, that was for people that were making incomes of 200000 or higher. Which back then Which was, back then nobody yeah. was making. Nobody was making. But, um, but what I'm concerned about is back in 2017, then-President Donald Trump passed the Jobs Act. And for people that were working, it was great because you were paying less in tax and putting more money in your pocket. So for workers, it was wonderful. But for our economy, for the government, it was terrible, terrible. That's why we're 31 trillion, that's with a T, not million, not billion, trillion dollars in debt. 31 trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, it's a huge number. A very huge number. Huge, huge number. How huge is it? If we were just paying 1% interest, that comes out to about 310 billion dollars. That's just the interest on 31 trillion. But Brian, it gets worse. Brian, it gets worse because we have obligations, unpaid obligations of another 172 trillion. We have obligations that have not been funded for Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, uh, government pensions, military pensions. These are all unfunded obligations that, uh, that amount to about 172 trillion. Well, this Jobs Act that they passed that lowered the tax rates that's set to sunset on December 31st, 2025. Well, what do you think is going to happen January 1st, 2026? Hmm. I mean, taxes have to go up. We cannot keep spending right. and keep doing what we're doing and keep taxes this low. Eventually, the dam's going to break and taxes will go up. Absolutely, taxes are going to go up. Now, I work with my clients to show them ways that they can work around that, legally of course, right. work around that so the blow won't be as hard. But, um, but absolutely, like I said, right now, you know, I, I, people laugh when I say it, but tax, the tax rates are on sale. Yeah. So now's the time to plan. Don't wait until your brackets go up and that will affect everybody, whether you're still working or retired right january 1st 2026 is the so mark your calendars mark, <laughs> mark your calendars because uh that jobs act is, is set to sunset yeah okay yeah the third factor that you had mentioned um when we were talking before was health care the cost yeah. of health care so expand on that yeah um health care every year has been going up so right now in San Diego, uh, long-term care, whether you define that as nursing home, assisted living, 
having a home health aide come into your home. If you put all that into a pot, as you had said before, right now in San Diego, the average annual cost is a between eighty to eighty-five thousand dollars a year. Eighty to eighty-five thousand dollars a year. That's for the person that needs the care. What a lot of people don't factor in is how about the well spouse? Mm -hmm. Well, if there's a husband and a wife, and let's just say because it's normally the way it works, is the husband has to go into a facility first. That's eighty, eighty-five thousand a year. Now, if there's a well spouse and they're living in a home, they still have to pay property taxes. They still have to pay food, gas, cable, electricity, home maintenance, home maintenance, food, or everything. So you might be able to add easily another thirty or thirty-five thousand to that. So now you're looking well into six digits, well over a hundred thousand for total cost between the one spouse that's in a facility and the well spouse that's home. Well, you know, that's that's a big chunk of change right there. You right. know, easily six digits, over a hundred thousand. So that's becoming what normally happens is somebody goes into a facility, they usually go within and the average <clears throat> excuse me, the average uh amount of time is between two and a half to three years. That's average. But Alzheimer's, that's seven to eight years. Uh, Parkinson's, that's about nine to ten years. And the cost of care would for those would be probably Even higher. higher. And the big one is stroke. Mm. Stroke is about 12 years. And uh, yes, and every level is higher and higher in cost. Absolutely. So even if you go with three years, you're looking at easily three, three hundred and fifty, maybe four hundred thousand between the well spouse and the person that needs the care. Yeah. And the scary thing is, right now, based on government statistics, there's a seventy percent chance, seventy, seven zero, that husband and wife over sixty-five, that one of them will need care. Seventy percent. Yeah. So again, it's important to plan now so that if that happens in the future, down the road, you're prepared, you have all your bases covered, you're not there, you know, sweating, crying, how, is, how am I going to pay for this? You, right. know, I, you know, and what normally happens for those that don't plan, the normal cycle is you go into a facility, you spend all your assets, and this I'm sure is very familiar to those watching this. You spend down all your assets normally to about $2,000, and then you can go on Medicaid. Here in California, it's Medi-Cal, but it's the same program, Medicaid, Medi-Cal, which is a state-run program. And basically, you got to spend down all your assets. Now, they'll t the state will take care of you, and you can stay. But how about the well spouse? What do they do? Yeah. How do they survive? How do they live? It's a very big problem, right. very big problem. And if you speak to anyone that's gone through it, they'll tell you. In fact, normally what happens is the, the well spouse going through so much pressure of how to make, their, make the finances last, and all the caring for the caring spouse. for the spouse, 
usually what happens is after a while, the well spouse has to go into a facility. Right. Because they're just, you know, especially if they're caring for the, if the well spouse is caring for the per, their, their spouse that, ha, you know, taking care of them at home. Yeah. That also has a huge effect on the well spouse. Yeah, for so, sure. So there's a lot of things that go into this. Um, a lot of planning needs to take place to help avoid, you know, some of these issues. And really, what mm-hmm. it comes down to is, you know, proper planning, um, proper management of your funds, um, and, and that's why you're here, David. Um, so to to share this information and uh, to help people plan for that future. So. David's information is on screen uh, for those of you who are watching. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or one of the other podcast uh, stations, uh, his information is in the description. So feel free to give him a call. He offers a free, uh, no obligation uh, consultation where he'll review everything uh, in your financial plan and your portfolio. Uh, hopefully everything is great, uh, but if not, he'll point out some possible uh, improvements that you can make. Uh, he's definitely someone you want to talk to uh, for yourself for your children, for your grandchildren, and their well-being as well. Uh, And you can also go on his website, subscribe for his newsletter. David's a wealth of information. David, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Thank you, Brian, for having me. I appreciate it. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.